Hi, I'm Nelson DeCastro, and you're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of the podcast, so come and check us out. With me is my co-pilot in all things Marvel cards. He's the stuff that all silver servers dream about, but can only aspire to despite years in Galactic University under the strict tutorship of Professor Galactus. It's Norin Rad. Best introduction yet. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that was good though. You did good. I mean, that I was a mouthful. Good. I love it. I it love was it. a mouthful. It was a mouthful, said the actress to the bishop. Um, <laughs> uh, welcome, everybody. How are you? Um, I'm not that I'm expecting anyone to answer back at that point. So, <laughs> how are you getting on, Noren? How are you doing? I'm going good, man. <laughs> good, good. It's it's Sunday morning. We're, we're a tiny bit later than uh, we scheduled because basically I didn't communicate to say, yes, we were definitely on at nine o'clock. Uh, I am extremely forgetful. So. And you're forgetful. <laughs> so, there's a rather humorous thread on MCCW, which people have taken the ball and run with, where I simply posted, has anyone seen Norin this morning? <laughs> oh, man. Number of gifts of things looking for things is great. Oh, this is awesome. So, yeah, you've got to go and check it out. There's a particular Bueller. video that is going to be put on the tasting notes. So, um, so, yeah. so this episode <laughs> might be titled, Where's Norin? Perfect. <laughs> it won't, actually. <laughs> um, I've got, so, first of all, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive in. The uh, opening of this episode was one uh, Nelson, um, the uh, glorious artist responsible for 25% of Marvel Masterpieces 1995, as well as working on a huge um, uh, volume of other Marvel sets over the years. Um, he did our intro uh, on this episode this week. And you probably think that we've had a bit of a production budget uplift. <laughs> Because how cool was that? That's pretty amazing. I mean, seriously, it was absolutely incredible. Um, and um, so he promised to do an opening sting for us um, a while back, but um, I, I never like to chase too much because I don't want to annoy people because we're asking them to do it off the kindness of, you know, at the kindness of their hearts and to support us. And Nelson's always been really cool um, in the group uh, and really approachable. But he's busy, you know, like everyone else. Um, so I, I did send him a friendly reminder because I figured we we're 10 episodes in. Um, <laughs> it, yeah. was, it was time. And he came back with it within half an hour. And I said, wow, you should, do a, you should be a recording artist, like a voiceover artist. And uh, he replied, I am. That's why I've got a studio at my house. And when he'd referred to a studio before, I thought he meant an art studio. What? He has a recording studio at his place? Yeah. So he's he's clearly, you know, he clearly has more than one string to his bow. Um, I, I have a feeling he's also te does teaching and is also a musician. But listen to the guy. He's... <laughs> His voice was magical, man. Like exactly. it was, it was very beautiful. Exactly, it was very, it was very studio-like. Exactly. So we are going to have to stump up the budget, Nelson. You are now officially uh, the announcer. <laughs> well, I have to send him some money and pay him uh, to do some proper <laughs> for us because that was absolutely out of the park. So thank you, Nelson. Um, I asked Nelson 
as we do with all artists who support us with an opening intro, if they um, want us to pimp where they live on the internet. And his rather incredible response was, I'll just tell him to come find me on Facebook. I'm the only Nelson DeCastro on there. <laughs> that was literally it. I would direct you to his Instagram, but he has no posts on there <laughs> at all, um, despite having had the account for, for who knows how long. So, uh, so Nelson, thank you uh, for, um, for the opening intro to this episode. Thank you um, so much. Yeah, that was really cool. And we've got some cool Andrew. ones coming up, actually, which I, I can't. I want to talk to you about, Norin, but we are recording. Yes. So yes. I'm not going to. Yes. So VIP access. So, Norin, yes. um, is there a Silver Surfer sketch card that you don't have that you would like to have? That's so, a loaded question. That's a great question, actually. So, because yeah, this is exactly what I've been going through for the last week. It's almost rhetorical, but go and tell me what you've been going through for the last week on that <laughs> one, then. And then I'll tell you why. So, Okay, actually, so I had, and this might be a little weird, but we all do it, so I'm not going to be ashamed. I definitely was keeping tabs on surfers that people have mm -hmm. who, like years ago now, when I started going into this a little more hardcore and buying up uh, more higher price pieces that I've wanted for a while. And um, I finally got a piece, not a surfer funny enough, but I finally got a piece from an infamous collector that we all know in our group, uh, Jeff Fenwick, um, who was kind enough to trade me a card, um, which, you know, it was a really good trade. And I was able to get a Nova, who is one of the heralds of Galactus, who was Frankie Ray. Uh, I think Human Torch was, she was with Human Torch, or she was actually a character in the Fantastic Four. She kind of did the same thing the surfer did on his planet, and she sacrificed herself to be a herald of Galactus in order to save the planet. So she becomes Nova. Um, I've been dying to get this card because I have this thing I want to do, which is I kind of want to have all the heralds of Galactus from Fantastic Four Archive. Nice. Uh, one of each. No particular artist, but my tastes are really specific mm -hmm. and i want to kind of fit this kind of themes around these two cards i have already so i have a silver surfer jim kyle which was one of my first which i'm a huge fan of and super happy to have the card and then i have this nova which is a by chow um forget his first name c-h-o-w okay uh i can find out and so you know finally got it all fenwick which has been a huge journey, no joke, over over a year of looking at this card and contacting him and trying to figure out a trade in order to get this thing kind of going. And he was very kindly to agree, and we kind of both helped each other out. So I'm on my way now. I got two. I'm happy to get the rest of my heralds. And to answer your question, there were tons of surfers I wanted from Rick, Fenwick, another good friend of mine, Jordan, who I don't know if is in the group. I'm sure he is. Um, who has a massive collection, who's going to start taking pictures and uploading soon. So that'd be kind of cool. Mm -hmm. And um, if he's not doing it already because you're smirking, which makes me so mad. Actually, the one Rick posted today was one I really wanted from Vince uh, Stunco, S-U-N-I-C-O. Uh, right. Which I bought originally on eBay, 
won the auction and then the person who was selling to me told me it got lost in the mail and seven months later i find it on sketchcollectors.com oh. so yeah um i'm sure that has nothing to do with rick i'm sure that has nothing to do with rick yeah, but cool. sometimes you know you know you win auctions and then suddenly people see everybody bidding on it and they think they can sell it more so they hit up private collectors you know messed up stuff that happened a long time ago now a couple of years ago um but right now technically unless you're going to show me something i want which is really going to upset me and make me cry inside uh i'm actually very happy with my collection this is post Ian's reveal okay no, no can i make you happier shit yes i'm ready what is that this my friend is a listener gift okay so <laughs> i haven't shown this to you it's a psc okay okay and i All have right. one i have one as well ah uh, okay cool so there's 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 the cat <laughs> and this is from a young man i'm assuming he's young uh by the name of liam cleal who is uh, a countryman of mine actually he's in the uk somewhere oh wow um who um is on instagram as um his instagram feed is lc underscore artwork 08 uh so go and check him out liam thank you for these uh, so basically oh, liam, nice. what he's done he's he's just found the podcast somehow and started listening to it what and found found me um and i think he follows you as well on instagram and he's basically he's he's getting started he's he's starting to get himself going on sketch cards and you know he's practicing and you know wants to become a sketch card artist for um upper deck or uh, tops or you know i i imagine he'll he'll take whichever route into the industry he can but i'm, I'm guessing he's a fan of marvel because he listens to us um and he likes the podcast so he's written on the back of these congratulations love the podcast keep it up the best and he's done uh he's taken time to do two absolutely free of charge gifts it was so kind so wonderful wonderfully generous thing to do and um send them to us okay which is brilliant that's freaking awesome so so the only thing i'm devastated on is that i have to wait for the shipping on that awesome card. yeah yeah yeah. well I'm, thank I'm, you I'm, so I'll, much my friend i'll accelerate that one for you because i have ah, a, i have a marvel so cool. age here plus those other two surfers i found for you the other month what? um so Presents. but yeah so yeah it's it's he seriously liam um if you're listening jennifer Wu at upper deck I believe you're the lady um, responsible for or with a certain amount of uh, influence over the talent pool. Because um, I know you you were the lady who offered Simone um, the Masterpieces 2018 gig. Um, don't know if you deal with a sketch card artist as well. I'm guessing you probably do or part of that team. Check this guy out. Give him, give him a look. Um, you know, every day you practice, you're going to get better, Liam. So thank you very much Seriously, for sending bro. those. That those was a really awesome. nice little gift. Uh, we'll put pictures of these on the tasting notes and we'll pop a link to your um, Instagram feed. And uh, yeah, just just keep practicing, keep learning, keep um, keep doing your thing. And yeah, wow. <laughs> they they right in the post and I was that's like, wow, so that's nice. really nice. Um, he reached out a while back and said he was going to do it. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Thank you. And, uh, and then they arrived. So there we go. That's um, so cool, man. I'm so glad this show is finding 
aspiring sketch hard artists as well. That's really fantastic. That was really sweet. So, um, you know, one of the things is, you know, I mean, people all over the world. I mean, I I was chatting to, um, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name just yet, but a Greek artist um, whose name has lots of K's in it. Um, (laughs) You know the guy I mean. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I do. I'm not going to take him amazing. Yeah, I just wish I knew how to pronounce Yeah, me, me too many um, many of these artists names so um so i was chatting to him and you know obviously we were chatting to peach momoko you know there are artists ah. all over the world um and that's what's brilliant so um and i know that there are major artists who work on uh marvel sets who are in the uk um uh, sean stannard is one of them um darren mm. chandler who's not too far away from where i live marcia die actually uh, oh yeah she she's she lives in the same city as me i've never no met way. her just so happens she lives in the same city um and have i think her daughter's just getting started on sets as well i saw her posting on sketch card for now i have so i have two people who live really close to me which is really crazy axbone and mega megan hedrick Ah, oh, Megan. Yes. Megan, yes. Megan. She's in Atlanta and I mean she's so phenomenal. She's a great artist, but she's near me too. Well, yeah, which is just totally crazy. Yeah. Axbone. I don't know if you listen, Axbone. Um uh but if you do, um you you're welcome anytime. Uh really really solid artist, lovely guy. Mm-hmm. Um and uh you know, just for just for the fun of it, I'll put one of his sketches on the toasting notes as well because That'd be um, cool. it, it, Axbone always deserves a shout out. He's um, mm-hmm. he's been in the business as long as I've been doing sketch cards, and uh, um, he's he's really good. Um, so anyway, th- that was a long way around of me saying that sketch card artists are everywhere. Liam's just starting out, and it just literally just occurs to me off the top of my head that in the same way that we mentioned card mentors on mm-hmm. last week's. Um, um cards 101 which by the way has had some incredible feedback <laughs> yeah it's been wow really cool actually. uh which we will go into but it is literally another episode's worth as in there will be a cards 101 part two <laughs> yes it's it's crazy how much brilliant advice and other kind of things to input consider. yeah yeah so so i think we'll keep that separate anyway i, I like the idea of, of someone out there possibly you know maybe just giving um liam some pointers you know if you're established if you're out there if anyone fancies um just even just having a having a chat with liam over you know messenger or um, instagram or something like that and just you know i kind of want to help the guy out a little bit so because he's talented as these prove and Mm -hmm. uh thank you so yeah so who knows who knows maybe he'll be on Marvel Masterpieces 2020 is a sketch card artist. <laughs> That'd be really cool. Uh, it will be really cool. Um, so I I have a Grail card on the way. Oh, shit. On the way? On the way. I can't show it. It's on the way to you. Well, that's amazing. It is, <laughs> along with virtually every other card out. Um, the... <laughs> I do have a little space dedicated to you, which you is you, totally fine. You're going to need a trailer <laughs> at this rate. Um <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't know um i'm in the uk can you tell <laughs> nothing's given it away yeah. no no nothing's given it away um and um so i i get a lot of stuff shipped to norin who very kindly acts as um a receiver of such things and occasionally it's a pretty good comic book did you read that marvel team up 
I have not read it. No, no, no. I, it's I, actually really amazing. Yeah, it's a such a good cover. cover. Such a good cover. Yeah, it is a good those. cover. I love those. Um, so Noren's got got a lot of my stash ready to to mail over, including some wonderful stuff. Anyway, the Grail card for the longest time. The longest time. I mean, I'm I'm doing years. I've been looking for the um, Marvel Masterpieces 2007 had some interesting chase cards. It wasn't a vast set by today's standards, but one of the chase sets, one of the things they did, they had um, they had several free panel artworks by different artists. So there was an Alex Ross one. There was a Drew Struzan, who did lots of the um, Star Wars movie posters over the years. And mm-hmm. there was um, a Neil Adams. Now, the Neil Adams one you'll be familiar with because it was Galactus battling various superheroes, and it's a triptych, so mm. it's three panels. Um, I'm, I would be amazed if you hadn't seen that. If I send you a picture I'm sure of it. I'm sure I have. Yeah, if, if I send you a picture of it, you'll be like, ah, yeah, I've seen that. Okay. What so set was it? It's Marvel Masterpieces 2007. Okay. Oh, so obviously, by the time this goes out, we'll pop a picture up on the tasting notes. Yeah. But, um, so each of those, I can't remember if they all came like this, but certainly the color versions of them, because there were black and white versions of some of them. The color mm-hmm. versions came as box toppers. So in each oh, box wow. of Marvel Masterpieces 2007, you got one of the cards that, that formed one of these um, triple um, panels. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the Alex Ross color, then you had the, so you had a color Struzan, you had a color Alex Ross, and you had a color, um, uh, I, think it's, I think it's Neil Adams. Don't know why I'm thinking art. Oh, it is Adams. It is. I'm Adams, looking at it yeah. now. It's yeah. a really nice piece. Anyway, so imagine that in black and white, because there was a black and white version, not of the Struzan one, but there was a black and white version of the Alex Ross one, wow. and a black and white version of the Adams one. Now the Adams one was a case topper. So that's you pretty cool. Only get one of those cards if you bought a case. And for the longest time, I've had two of the three of them, but couldn't find the the last one that I needed, which, as you look at it, is the left-hand side one, where Galactus' beam is at its widest. I see it. Um, So imagine a black and white version of those. And um, there is someone on eBay who has the triple set, but, of course, I don't want to buy all three of them because I've got two of them. I also don't want right, to pay $350 for the privilege of completing it. What? Buy the free. Um, yeah, because they're quite limited. I think it's one of these things whereby, by, you know, it's kind of, it's up there and it's, uh, it's, 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 it's in, it's in buy it now price jail, as I like to think. Yeah. So, that's pretty good, actually. That's, that's, um, that's pretty yeah, accurate. That's fairest way of phrasing it. Um, without expletives so um <laughs> i um i then uh jonathan uh, omega hunter uh omega he's not his given legal name by the way although maybe he's changed it to be uh he's a fan of omega red <laughs> so uh good evening jonathan um jonathan he's just getting into marvel masterpieces 2007 and knew i was looking for it and spotted it on a website i've never heard of called Pot- potamic or potemic distribution which is kind of, I'm guessing, like an eBay, but a smaller version of it. Oh, interesting. Very much an American site. Anyway, there was one up there for 25 bucks. What? 
it's on its way to you and i won't believe it until you tell me it's in hand and show it to me oh man i'm gonna take a picture of it for you and literally it's like oh my i'm so excited so after that because for the longest time my set for 2007 isn't going to be complete until i get that card and and i say that but i'm actually slightly lying because i still need five of the base cards or rather the gold border but they're really easy to pick up and so i haven't kind of been pushing for them because i knew okay once i get that one everything else is really easy so once i get yeah plus the i think i need six cards and they're all kind of really easy to get cards um i will have a complete master set of 2007 that's such a nut set too to complete man that thing is massive yeah it's like i said it's not as big as 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 now i marvel masterpieces 2007 was a 90 card base and it wasn't original artwork. It was it was artwork that already existed. But my goodness, they went for some good stuff. Like there's an Adam Hughes black cat in there. Really good stuff. Um, yeah. There's uh, I think Sinkovich is in there. Um, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of artists who are uh, top of the game in comics. Yeah. At that time. Bills in here. Yeah. Bill's yeah. In there. a, um, yeah. I think Tex is in there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Tex is in here. Mark Tex are. Um, there's so many good artists in it. Um, and so there's the base 90 then there's a foil 90 mm-hmm. uh, and then there's a gold border 90 so that gold border so is amazing they are beautiful beautiful cards beautiful i cards. had to yeah i recreated so that well gold reduced. boulder for the print and that was really fun man they just the leaf i had to like sketch it but it was such an intricate it looks so good on a card yeah. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, it really, it really yeah. one of my favorite inserts, to be yeah. honest. For all the for all the kind of criticism and a little bit of disappointment that that folk throw at the 2008 Marvel Masterpieces sets, which were a bit rushed, I think, because Upper yeah. Deck were losing the license to do that after 2008, and then it went to Written House, and then of course now it's flipped back to Upper Deck. So you know they rushed out two sets in 2008, mm-hmm. and uh, varying quality still still worthy i think of the masterpiece's name but just the production quality and you know there are error cards in there where people are i think one of the cards that says punisher has got nick fury's name on things like that you know silly mm. things that shouldn't happen anyway 2007 didn't have any of that going on um there was a nine card spider-man and a nine card x-men subset and there mm. were foil versions of both of those so you've got 18 That's cards cool. between the uh, the regular and the foil um and then you have the uh the triptychs that i've mentioned um and then you had two really quite tough to get um promos oh you had uh oh there were five promo cards i believe that were released at various points of distribution so one was a uh one was an nsu non-sport update magazine one was i think uh, only available at a certain show one was general distribution things like that you know when promo cards were a thing and we are going to do an episode on those um and then you had two really rather unique pieces that are pretty tough to get now first up joe Jusco, good evening sir um did the box art for 2007 Mm -hmm. actually did it as a new piece i believe um and you can get an oversized so it's five by seven card of that art in the background and then in the middle is an oval of white space where he's signed so it's a it's a signature card from joe Jusco, just for yeah. that set and then the other one is at san diego comic-con in 2007 you could get a cardboard binder with captain america art on the front and inside it had nine cards in 
um, a nine card sleeve that was kind of part of that binder that I, I don't believe are in the main set. And they've oh, got a separate number. So it's a, it's a nine card promo set that was given out. I mean, this was the 15th anniversary of Marvel Masterpieces at that point. At that time. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's yeah, really cool. 2007. So they kind of made, made, made a thing of it. So they, they threw a lot at the first one. Yeah. Um, they, they got really that. Did. They got one on eBay. The the signed Jusco card. Yeah, on yeah. eBay, the five by seven convention only. That's it's, it. Um, one twenty seven. Yeah, so it's up there, and it looks it's great on the really back. Really shot up. Really shot up. On the up. back is the Scarlet Rich he did. That's Scarlet it. Witch. Yeah, and she also he yeah. There's the Scarlet Witch, and I don't know if he did this Wolverine promo, but they're sideways and they're really nice. Mm. Mm. It's, like it's their landscape they're really nice pieces yeah it's a lovely 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 set and and, and actually those those two last promos aside i mentioned plus of course excuse me um the uh, case toppers is actually really affordable the rest yeah. of it you can pick you can pick it all up um in fact i think i've got a couple of spares of the base and certainly a spare of the the foil um gold waters so if if anyone does fancy giving it a go um hit hit me up um shameless shameless so shameless um, i'm not going to talk <laughs> about the card 101 episode feedback just today because i think that will be an episode of itself yeah so maybe next time um what i wanted to do this week was pick up on our conversation that we started about san diego comic-con and the MCU Phase Four announcements. Yes, because because I know awesome. that's fertile ground, and I know you were hugely excited. I was mm-hmm. hugely excited, but the episode was already over an hour and a half long. So we yeah. kind of had to, we, we definitely want to had to put a pin in that. <laughs> so so here we are. Um, phase Four announcements at San Diego Comic Con, which is last month already what happened there um there's a lot of exciting stuff to talk about Mm -hmm. um i guess the first thing is with phase four that i find really interesting is all of the projects in it are within the next two years so it's a very finite timeline Hmm. um obviously stan lee won't be in any of these so um and the other interesting thing because I've, I've read a few articles um about it kind of before this episode is that spider-man far from home is actually the last film of phase three officially that's interesting not the first film of phase four um, which i think it had originally been announced as but if you watch it it's very much an epilogue almost i mean it's it, don't get me wrong it's a brilliant movie in and of itself and you should go and watch it and love it and enjoy it however mm-hmm. it, if you haven't seen avengers endgame it will spoil things massively um, massively but um but I, I find that very interesting that is actually the last episode of phase three hmm. there we go that's interesting that's really interesting to think about i mean it makes sense right because it, cl- yeah. it wraps up spider-man's arc um yeah in terms of him having more of an idea of what role he's going to take. And yeah. And obviously the mentor that he had within that universe. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, you know, I loved it. It was a great film. It was a lot of fun. Um, fun. The first thing I will say about phase four is that there is no Spider-Man movie, which I thought was interesting. So, um, however, there is the first 
kind of four movie, as in the fourth in a. <laughs> it is Thor four, which I can't say without without taking my teeth out. Uh, so, so it, which is actually the last film in, in in the in the run of films. So the interesting thing about about the Phase Four is that it's evenly split between cinema and TV. Yeah. So, so Disney Plus is going to have that. a lot yeah. of content to themselves. Yeah. So you're going to see a lot of changes yeah. coming from streaming content. And I think yeah. I think really 2020, you're going to be in making different decisions about mm. what streaming services you're going to be aligned with and mm. so forth. And Disney's making sure of that. And yeah, that's going to be an interesting future because right now we've had a world of Netflix, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Luke Cage. Um, you know, very specific yeah. kind of streaming site and kind of tone in Marvel movies as well. But now we're bridging over cinema, you know, film actors, which, mm-hmm. you know, there's really not, you don't really have that clear divide anymore between yeah. what a film actor is and a TV actor. Mm-hmm. So, but this kind of just nails it down. You know, you're going to be able to bridge your home viewing with cinematic viewing exactly. and kind of get the best of both worlds. Exactly. Absolutely. Really. I mean, Agents of Shield was supposed to be a tie-in with um mm-hmm. uh with MC- and of course uh Samuel L. Jackson appeared in the pilot episode. Uh Jamie Alexander, who played Sif, appeared in season one. Um and I think there's been a number of other cameos. I haven't watched Agents of Shield since season two, simply because um I kind of got behind with it and then had a child, <laughs> so I didn't watch anything for quite a while. Um <laughs> and breeding will do that to you. Um <laughs> So until she's old enough to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season three onwards, I'm kind of stuck. Um, But they obviously, I don't know how closely that links now with the MCU um, in the later seasons, but I know that aside from very few comments about um, the incident, I think they called it, um, in Daredevil season one, where they refer to they specifically refer to obviously something having happened in New York. Um, and I think there could be some Chitari technology stuff early on in the Netflix kind of defenders universe that they built. Um, but apart from that, they, they pretty much appear to have been said that they can't kind of reference it or can't be part of that world. Yeah, they can't because Netflix, when you sign up, um, like there was a show that my wife enjoyed that I enjoyed as well. Uh, Tukey and I forget what it's called but it was a cartoon and it was a pretty interesting cartoon talking about anxiety and stuff like that and it was pretty risque and really funny by these two very good comedians and um, the show just got cancelled and Netflix has been doing this quite a lot to new shows that they're mm-hmm. signing mm-hmm. so maybe after one season or two seasons if they don't come if they don't become kind of viral and kind of heavy referenced in culture and stuff like that they basically like, cancel like Stranger them. Things yeah like Stranger Things mm-hmm. so but the trick here is that when you sign up these new contents to Netflix, Netflix for some of these shows actually has an eight-year reserve for the idea. So wow. they can't shop the idea around to another network. So they can't get picked up by like FX or another uh, network. Interesting. They're actually, that idea is dead in the water for eight years. Okay, because Netflix so they, has option, a, they option the whole IP then. Yeah, so I'm thinking because of those Marvel shows were so early on, might be some legality there yeah. where there are some things kind of frozen. Yeah. Possibly. Um, 
possibly i don't know i'm i'm just speculating here but i'm assuming that's what's going on and the references and the kind of um problems that i may be having going over to disney mm. plus mm. plus i really think what they want to do is show people that when you get our streaming service you're basically getting the movies at home because they're signing actors yeah. who are yeah. in the films to um take the role again but this yeah. time in a tv medium exactly um, i i definitely think we're gonna see if Disney, if if this really goes the way that people are saying that it's going to go, you're going to get a different level of like action movies. You know what I mean? Like in Agents of Shield, like no, not not talking trash about that show at all. But you know, when you get shows that are sci-fi or heavy action that are TV shows and episodic, the type of effects and the types of gimmicks and the type of things that they can't do are obviously not on the level of the film that has yeah. all these months of preparation and work and pre-production done into them and budget. Um, and budget and budget. But I think Disney streaming is perceiving it's going to change mm. that a little bit. And I'm, that's what I'm perceiving is going to happen. I don't, I don't know how else they're going to pull off signing such big actors to these projects if they're not going to up, the budget exactly which is a brilliant segue then to um segue of the week um <laughs> well done there Noren. well done um oh, so let, let's 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 dive into the tv because the reason i want to dive into the tv first is because you might think that you've seen the back of certain characters well not so so the tv series there's five tv series Four of them you'll be very, very familiar with. One of them you'll be like, huh? What's that? Um, so the first one, The Falcon and The Winter Soldier. That's the first one that's going to drop. And that's obviously Anthony Mackie playing The Falcon and um, Sebastian Stan playing The Winter Soldier. So straight away, you've got two of the guys, like top MCU A-list actors on the TV show. So that's, that's, that's setting the bar pretty high. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. you've got one division, and I don't mean one division as in the pop group. I mean Wonder, as in Wonder Maximoff, and Vision, as in Paul Bettany's character. So you've got, and I that one is obviously Paul Bettany in um, his kind of characters. Oh, listen, if you haven't <laughs> if you haven't seen the MCU movies up to date, then. Um, and you're not up to date you to might Infinity be a War and Endgame, then you're going to be a little lost. But spoilers are about to abound because, quite frankly, yeah. the people who are listening, if they haven't watched it, switch it off now and go and watch them all come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and see, gone. Wanda, Good. and they're gone. There we go. There we go. Um, I heard the door shut <laughs> as they left. So, um, and of course, Paul Bettany's character Vision died, as we as we believe, um, mm-hmm. at the end of Infinity War didn't get resurrected with any snap shenanigans in um, yeah. in um, Endgame. Uh, and Wanda Maximoff played by Elizabeth Olsen. Um, and he, how they're going to do that, I don't know. When's it going to be set? What's I'm, it going to be? You know, you had this really amazing run. I forget the name of it, but it was basically Vision had created his own family. And it was, yes, I forgot the, the name of the covers. Run. Yeah. Um, it's phenomenal. One of the yeah. best graphic novels. I mean, really one of the best in terms of Marvel. It is, it's really one. It's top 10. You should read it. Really great mm. piece. It's not um, that long we'll ago. We'll find out it? the title. 
Yeah. No, it wasn't that long ago. But he created his family, this family, and they're all androids, and they're having to survive in this town. And you know, Vision's trying to pull this together. The wife was really interesting as well. His kids were really interesting. Actually, his daughter has made appearance in the card sets. Uh, Vision's daughter, because oh. she became really popular. So we've seen her floating around in the card sets. Um, I don't remember her name. Um, she's Possibly a brilliant Marvel character. Annual. Yeah, I think Marvel Annual. Yeah. So she's a brilliant character um in her own right but scarlet witch is in that series and vision and scarlet witch can't be together so there's this little tension that's floating around mm. i i don't know you know I, you know usually when they come up with these tv shows and the pitches and stuff like that they're looking off things in terms of audience and what genres are going to hit you know i look at the falcon and um winter soldier and i think oh that's the lethal weapon kind of dual detective cop kind of show type of thing where you have these two guys who have these kind of banters and right let's mm, do that mm. kind of stuff which we saw a really good example of when um i forget i think it was silver war where captain america kisses um his love interest and also the daughter or the granddaughter of um eggy yes and um you know sebastian stan and the falcon are in the car and they kind of make a look at Captain America. And I think that really is a moment where yeah, you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. these two would really be great on screen together because yeah. they're going to be so funny and <laughs> have this great banter and all this kind of good stuff, which yeah. you see a little bit at San Diego Comic-Con um, on stage. And they're kind of like selling yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. what they're going to be doing with each other and, and the humor that they'll have. Well, I tell you what. Um, they're clearly about to go into production or already in production. So I saw a Twitter photo of Sebastian Stan, who's taking a selfie in a gym mirror, and the man is ripped as... Uh, seriously, I mean, you know, the guy's got, like, forget six-pack, he's got a 12-pack going on there. So, you know, he's clearly putting in the work for it. Um, yeah. I mean, when, yeah, cool. and then, you know, yeah. they, surround them, they surround them with a great support system and a yeah. great to get them to that physical kind of shape yeah because I mean, you yeah know. They're, they're playing superheroes to you know to all intents yeah, and purposes fact, yeah. uh which which kind of segues nicely into loki is also yeah. going to be a tv series now this one i find absolutely fascinating because hiddleston quite frankly tom hiddleston could have could have gone in any direction career-wise in the last five years he stayed with marvel partly because he's probably under some sort of contract but i think he's genuinely enjoying it but he's gone back to stage work and he's peppered it with some interesting in fact he's done an awful lot in london recently oh um, that's really cool. he's just finished a run of uh, a howled uh pinter play called betrayal um and in that run he was playing alongside charlie cox who played daredevil oh wow so that's kind of a fanboy's dream that stage door um but uh um, yeah. But he um, he did a series. I don't know if you've seen it. He did a series based on a John Le Carre thriller. Ah, oh, the name of it, the Night Manager. There we go. Uh, which oh. was BBC, and I think it might yes. be BBC and someone co-produced. And he he was brilliant. Hugh Laurie was in it. Olivia Coleman was in it. And this was about three four years ago now. Um, and he was kind of so insanely popular. And when you watch it, not only is he in astonishing physical shape, but the way that his character moved and had a kind of a cat-like, effortless kind of silent power to him, he was a shoo-in for Bond at that point. Wow. 
you know, I, I, I would have put good money down if I'd had it, um, that he would have been the next Bond because Daniel Craig had just done um, uh, Spectre. And, you know, there was some doubt over whether he'd continue because he'd made some comments. And as it turns out, he is back for another one, which will be his last. But, you know, Hiddleston could have gone that route because um, he yeah, could pick I, and choose. You know, and yeah, the Night Manager, that was a good one. I've seen him in a few movies. I, I think he's a phenomenal actor. I think he's a very professional, well-trained, and he knows what he's, he knows exactly what he's, he does, he disappears. He, it's weird about, you know, some actors disappear into the characters mm. and you only see the character and they can do it multiple times. Mm. You know, I definitely feel like he's one of those people, um, but he's enjoying what he's doing. And, you know, that's pretty awesome. I mean, I'm glad he's continuing it. I think Loki's, probably the most interesting villain um, in the MCU. I think even more interesting than Thanos uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, But I, I, yeah, I think he's the most interesting. So I'm glad to see that kind of story arc and to see where he goes. Exactly. In a little more detail, which would be fun. I wonder if these are going to be mini series or series or like seasons. I wonder. They will. But I think they'll be, they won't be network episode length, like 22, 24 episodes, like Agents. No, no, no. They'll be eight to 10 episodes. Yeah, agreed. Kind of Breaking Bad kind of length. Um, yeah. Um, Hour each, six, eight episodes a season, yeah. if they do multiple seasons. Which will I basically agree. be, so what, what I think Disney have done is said, okay, we've got enough material to tell on this character that it would be, it would be like a movie, maybe two movies. And if you throw the same money at it, we can make make an eight-hour TV show. So let's just take our time with the storytelling, enjoy it. Um, so I can't imagine there'll be episode of the week. I would imagine that they would have a through line of story. How this weaves into the bigger phase four story is obviously TBC. Uh, one would imagine that um, at some point there'll be another assembling of heroes. Uh, but it's interesting to note that on the on the on the movie side of phase four, there is no Avengers movie. Uh, there is no um, Captain America movie, whoever is taking up that mantle. And for obvious reasons, there's no Iron Man movie. Um, but not to say that Phase 5 you know, wouldn't necessarily start with something. So it's interesting that everyone's expecting there to be another, this is the, the beginning of another build-up towards another climax like Endgame was. And, and you know, it, it probably will be. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to... We don't know. I mean, I'm hearing speculation of Secret War, um, the Illuminati. I'm hearing all that kind of stuff to try to get Fantastic Four and all the, and yeah. X Men back into the mix. Yeah. Which I'm sure they're gonna sprinkle them in. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sure we're gonna see movies where we're like, oh wait, Wolverine's in this, and exactly. Wolverine will be some kind of minor or major yeah. character in a film, and then the spinoff and the stuff exactly. will start happening again. Because I mean, honestly couple of things here with the phases right fatigue right if you're you know people are going to be tired of getting a lot of these stories um i know they did the tv shows to guarantee that disney plus i'm a thing yeah you know they've been wanting this for a long time with the streaming service and i know having this avenue of marvel movies coming out is the thing that's going to guarantee its success yeah at least that's you know plus you have star wars the mandalorian you got a bunch of pieces coming out mm-hmm. that people are subscribing specifically for these licenses, these IPs. Yeah. So and I'm sure that there is subscribing because it's about regular income, not a one and, movie ticket. 
It's about yeah. a regular amount of money from a big amount of people. And so, that's what they're hoping for, something consistent. Yeah. Because there is, the bubble's going to burst, hands down. It will burst. You, you, it will... And it might not burst and completely go out of fashion. I don't. I don't. I think there's too strong of a legacy there, mm. especially with a new generation. So, but I do see it subsiding. I do see a lull yeah. coming up. Yeah. Um, so that'd be interesting. Now, what could happen with cards might be pretty fascinating. Are we going to see some new sets coming out that are going to be like Marvel Annual is something for comic books? Are we going to see a set come out for what's happening with the TV shows? Mm, Are we wow. going to see? Well, we're going to come on to that in a moment. Yeah, we're going to come on to that in a moment because we because <laughs> we will talk about cards. Um, yeah. So the, the the last one. Well, I'm going to switch switch these around in the order that I'm seeing them on my screen. Um, Hawkeye is actually last, but I'm going to talk about Hawkeye next as a TV series. Mm-hmm. So Jeremy Renner has said that he will be in that, but he's not the main character. He's no, it's good. So it's Kate Bishop, who I believe yeah. um, is uh, over the last few. One of Marvel's done some series over the last few years that have been like standout, top end, like that Vision series you were talking about, and the other mm-hmm. one, of course, was the Hawkeye series um, yeah. with Kate that was Bishop. A really good series, um, which had a really interesting creative creativity to it. It was really fresh. Mm-hmm. It did something different with the character. It kind of, you know rather than the reboot multi you know issue crossover events that that marvel still do this was one of the fresh original things that came out and i think you know they've clearly chosen wisely to harvest that along with the uh one division if we're assuming it's based on that yeah which i i don't know i don't i'm just assuming that that because there you know my suspicions are are that kevin feige is reading maybe not pieces that are fan popular but have real character deep dives Mm. um because he's you know he refers to the jane foster character with thor which i know i'm jumping the gun here but if he's reading series like that i know he reads the vision series i know Mm. he read you know the hawkeye series i mean those choices especially with that font and that logo for the hawkeye that's yeah, oh, like yeah. lifted right off the graphic novel absolutely so, and we'll pop these on the tasting notes yeah we'll they're, pop, they're, yeah there are image ident's out for each of these 10 properties yeah. we're, we're only up, up to four of them so far but yes there are he pulled are that logo movies. he pulled that logo for for a reason you yes. know what i mean you don't you don't pull that that specific hawkeye purple mm-hmm. logo that's very iconic yes to that particular storyline he know you know he's reading certain key pieces that are having good deep dives on characters so we're seeing we're seeing these stories because they have enough in there yes. to last and to be their own and this is why my other point was i'm not sure if these pieces are going to be miniseries or multiple seasons because they could be just yeah they could just be one offs I don't know. I think they, yeah. I think, I don't know. If I had to put money on it, which, you know, money I don't have to put on it, I would say that. <laughs> you and me um, both, brother. Spend me both. Cards. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say that these are going to be miniseries. I, I feel like there might be shorter pieces that are units and, you know, you can go there, 
get Disney Plus, look at them as they come up, and then you have these accessible units mm. of these little chapters of stories for yeah. these particular characters. Yeah. I don't know. I'm assuming that's what they're doing. If they yeah. do multiple seasons, they run the risk of fatiguing the IP, which I'm assuming is a worry um, for them. I can only imagine as a worry. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that. We've got almost a year to wait until the next Marvel content. See, that's what I'm thinking. So, so that when I, I saw think, the dates, I think they're I taking a beat. So. Yeah, they're taking I, I, that beat smart. now. That's smart. Take mm. a beat, man. Yeah, exactly. That's what well, I would do. They also don't want to have um, Star Wars Episode Nine go, be going up against any of this stuff because they're kind of competing with themselves. Well, that's you know, what happened with Disney. the last Star Wars too. Exactly. You know exactly, what I mean? They yeah. they they were they were kind of like, okay, we're the biggest people here, but we have two competing IPs because they're yeah. You know, there's a lot of crossover yeah, with exactly. nerd with nerds and geeks and you know dorks. We, exactly. we like multiple different IPs. So, um, so the last one on the TV slate is an animated one, yeah, with the voices of the actors that have been in the MCU. And Smart. this one is What If, which, if you know your comics, is kind of an any, almost anything goes. It's like what if this happened instead of this? So an example, what if Spider-Man had married the black cat mm-hmm. instead of Mary Jane? Uh, what if um, Captain America had joined S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. What if Conan the Barbarian lived in modern-day New York and the photo of him had him with a gun in his hand instead of a sword? Um, so, <laughs> you know, but there's some, you know, and what if Jane Foster wielded the power of Thor? Yeah, mm-hmm. which we talked about last which time. Which is the used spec comic, yeah. Exactly. So, um... I think those what if comics are going to be interesting too, and and I'd be interested to see a what if card series. Um, oh yeah, you know, yeah, that would be sick. Just uh, the just, covers. How just cool would that series, series be? Just, just, just something different. Covers. Yeah, the covers are great, man. I have a what if forty nine, and that's the one with Silver Surfer got the Infinity Gauntlet. Ooh, and that's a really fun one. It's a super hard to find piece because yeah, it's scarce. Mm. Yes, yeah, so I have I have that one which I really like, um, which was nice. I found that one actually because my great um, uncle Mike, who passed away, um, he and his wife used to go to uh, garage sales and yard sales and stuff like that, and he had it. And I was super into the surfer, and we were just looking at stuff, just talking, having a nice moment ourselves. He's like, you know, I got some comic books over here, and oh. there it was, and I had never seen it. So there's a real. Oh personal attachment to that That's one nice it was That's really nice. nice i still have it i have it with me actually in the bookcase now um you know those what ifs are good for audiences too because i think and what i'm hoping they're they're trying they're going to do with that is keep things fresh you know because in captain marvel it was pretty surprising to see the scroll having right yes having the particular issues and actually being a race of slaves to you know who Captain Marvel was working for at the yeah. time, but they, they flipped it. Into, but they flipped it, right? Yeah, it's a propaganda, it. yeah, right. Which, which is a really... lot of people. I've seen a lot of people yes. getting, <laughs> getting annoyed about. It's like, well, of course, they're going to try something different. They should. That's my point, though. That's I think the point. What If series would be a fun way of introducing you to characters you thought you knew exactly. and seeing them do something different. Because, but, yeah, that's gonna. That's how you that's a one way in which you guarantee some longevity mm. with this. Mm. You know, this, it, it's so much part, part of the pulp culture. So mm. many people know about superheroes. They'll never leave. You know, you'll always have Spider-Man. Things will always exist with these, mm. these mm. particular characters. The wave of the future is moving away from nostalgia 
because that's had its time and that's coming to an end. And it's going to be like, how do we keep these characters in stories? How do we keep them surviving? How do we bring them back? How do we talk about them without talking about them? Mm. And we're going to see a lot of innovative things happening. Yeah. You know, because we saw that already as small pre-examples like Mm. Logan and Deadpool. Yes. Which were very genre convention um, departures. Logan was... Phenomenal. Oh. If you have a chance, watch the black and white version, because I have I have it on the um. I've it's got a special edition. Yeah, I've got a Korean. It's, it's, it's a completely different book. film. Yeah, it's yeah. completely st- different movie. It's completely wow. different movie, and it, it's it's my favorite favorite MCU movie hands down is Logan. I can't. Well, think. that's the thing. It's not an MCU it's Fox. movie, it's right? It's Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, superhero movie with Marvel comics in general. <laughs> uh, I would say is Logan for sure. Wow, that's interesting. Um, you know, sure. the, the thing about nostalgia... Um, but yeah, no. you know, I don't know. I think we're going to see new things. Yeah. You, you're, you're muffing up my joke here. The thing about nostalgia, it's not what it used to be. Wow. <laughs> Just couldn't help yourself. <sighs> I feel like I've read that on a popsicle uh, stick somewhere. You probably have. You probably have. <laughs> Anyway, I'm off the delivery. I'm all, I'm all about good. muffing the that delivery today. Um, <laughs> let's. Uh, I'm, I'm going to flip to the movies quickly because um, yes. Cause then we'll get, we'll get into the cards because you, you said you said something that I found interesting when we were talking about comics on cards. So uh, comic covers rather. So the movies. Black Widow. Finally, she's going to get her own movie, but of course, it will be a not a prequel necessarily, but it will be set before Endgame. Clearly. Yeah. Um, so. Um, Maybe that is a prequel. Um, so I think um, where um, Jeremy Renner and Scarlett Johansson say to each other on a number of occasions throughout the movies, this is going to be like Budapest. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is the movie you find out what happened in Budapest. I would hope so. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was clearly quite an iconic thing, which if it was actually would mean that Jeremy Renner would pop up in it. Yeah, I'm assuming he's going to make but, some kind but, of yeah. Um And then you've got, then it kind of goes out there a little bit with some new IPs that Marvel are putting into the mix. The Eternals. Yeah. Now, I I must admit, I'm not massively au fait with The Eternals, but I know they're Kirby's. Uh, Jack Kirby's. They're definitely Kirby's. Yeah. And they're, they're, for original comic book collectors, the Eternal, those pages are considered holy grails. Um, wow. In terms of what people, like, I, I was watching a couple of videos and stuff like that, like, and if I'm ever wrong in any of these things I'm saying, I apologize. Um, but I was watching a couple of videos and they were from uh, comicartfans.com, mm-hmm. which is another great site uh, for some sketch card, hard to find sketch cards and original comic book art. Um, they're really fantastic. I like what they do over there. And it was a really cool thing where they were talking about the internal pages because of what Kirby did and how much Kirby kind of had free range. It really was his baby, I'm assuming. Um, mm-hmm. from the way they talk about it. So I'm, I feel like taking some of these IPs that are lesser known and have less fandom allows them to insert their own stories, their own... It's a lot of freedom. You know yeah. I mean? It has to be really difficult to write around an IP that everyone has an opinion on. Mm-hmm. Like I was so impressed with what they did with Spider-Man because I... Spider-Man has been done in the past multiple times in two very distinct ways. Um, 
Sam Raimi's way. And then, of course, um, I, I can't remember, remember the, the director's director. name. That's yeah, I don't remember him. But the other Spider-Man. Sorry, sorry, fella, but you're not. Yeah, sorry, pal. <laughs> you're not memorable. I'm bad at names. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, um, you know, and then Kevin Feige and, and what they did with Civil War and um, the Spider-Man there was such a fresh take because we didn't mm. have to be saddled with an origin story. Mm. And exactly. The character was already in a space where they took into account yeah. the cultural, the pop culture knowledge of the character. Yeah. And we're going to see more and more of that. I guarantee you they're going to use that same formula, which was a good formula to introduce X-Men. Mm. Um, we're going to get key characters that way. And I'm, I really think with the Eternals, of course, we won't get the X-Men appearance in Eternals, but in Eternals, I think some cosmic things are going to be kind of even more defined. Mm. Basically, my speculation, my, my opinion here, is that there's only so many times you can jeopardize the world and the people that are in it. Uh, we already saw that with Thanos. We've seen it multiple times in the star story arcs where, oh, the world's a danger. Everyone has to come together and do this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think, I think you can exhaust, I think you would exhaust that story. Independence Day resurgence. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Most, no, it's, and most of the Transformers movies, although they are a guilty pleasure for me. But Yeah, and they're, they're CGI on those Transformer movies, oh, they're, even they're, though they're terrible but, scripts and horrible yeah. dialogue, the CGI on those are, I mean, spectacularly It is done. absolutely I mean, spectacular. Yeah, you can't, you can't. I mean, there was literally well too done. much happening for the eye to take yeah. it. Yeah, to get no, more it, meets the eye, you can't actually physically, as a human, take in all the stuff that's happening on the screen. It's so intricate. It's it's it, they're so professional and they they yeah. really have an understanding of what they're doing already. Yeah. Um, that they really know how to handle CGI work with reality, um, which is impressive. But you can't have the world end so you can only have the world end so many times and that be an actual an actual issue and mm. audience to buy into it. Mm. So having the universe having aliens i think we're going to see them trying to infuse more sci-fi and more epic adventures like star wars certainly going more to, along the guardians of the galaxy kind of introducing see, the cosmic. i think i think we're going to get a different side to that kind of uh convention like you know gardens of the galaxy we we're able to bridge into that because we had iron man as a fun character and then all of a sudden we yeah. see star lord and we're like oh here's this dork not this confident yeah. playboy and now we have a dork that we can follow into yeah and i think you know they're gonna try to push even further to continue that yeah what i was kind of alluding to was the concept of worlds beyond our world 100 um, percent. yeah which um guardians did effortlessly but you got a tiny little glimpse of nova there the nova yeah Corps. you've got i mean you've seen thanos adam warlock as a villain. yeah you've seen thanos Ego. as a villain but we haven't gone we haven't gone there you know there's more to that there's a lot there's in a the lot cosmic more. yeah cosmic cosmic um, yeah adam warlock of course um yeah. we got tons of stuff that's all loads and, and and the other the other the other series that i always think is a shame that didn't work on tv was um Oh, Black Bolt. What's his name? Uh, what's the oh, Inhumans? Name? Yeah, Inhumans. Which I, I I kind of feel that they they I think they were going that route with Agents of Shield. Certainly when I was watching it, um, mm -hmm. but I don't know where that storyline went because <laughs> I haven't finished season two yet. Um, but um, but then of course they did that standalone season which ran eight episodes and um, 
and actually um sorry i've just had a watched item reminder come up from ebay oh um, so i'm just going to open ebay on my browser stop here. everything yeah stop everything i won some cards this morning Oh, um, nice. I want some uh, literally just 50p a pop. Um, so bargain um, stuff. Yeah. Um, but some um, Rittenhouse promo cards. Just like ah. they're all listed as oh, about 12. I miss Rittenhouse. Right we should do an episode on Rittenhouse. There's we are so going much- to. We are going yeah, to. Because there's now, so many resources out there for Rittenhouse cards that I think if, we should touch it. If anyone listening knows Stephen Charendorf, Steve Charendorf, who is the president of Rittenhouse, uh, and Upper Deck, I'm not cheating on you if someone else, uh, but there have been more people that <laughs> than oh, wait, you who've had the Marvel license. Yes. I, I've I, been friends with Steve for years now, man. We're seriously, close. can you ask him to check his LinkedIn? No, I'm sorry. That was a terrible oh, joke. Was actually, no, no. Oh, I'm mate, so you got my hopes up there. All right, I, I, I sent him a LinkedIn about two months ago. Oh, good. This podcast, um, and asked him if he would um, just, yeah, just, well, just to put him on, us on his radar, just as a group, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if he's read it. He's never replied. And um, LinkedIn, I think you see the messages. Not like, not like Messenger, where they go into message requests. I think you do see them. Uh, yeah, but I'm sure he gets like fanboys messaging him all the time. So yeah, I don't know. Anyway, if anyone knows him, especially any of the artists who might have worked for Rittenhouse, can you kind of rave, wave a little flag in Rittenhouse's direction and say, there's a lot of love for you guys and we want to talk to you now? Seriously. Maybe they're not allowed to under some bizarre licensing thing. You know, they're no longer working on Marvel, so they can't talk about it. We I, can I do know a it sounds tour crazy. Their, uh... I know it sounds crazy. But yeah. it's the kind of weird thing that would be in a contract somewhere. I can um, imagine. But um, but there's there's a lot of sets they did. It's certainly going to be a big part of the kind of phase two, if you like, of sketch cards that I'm envisaging mm. in my head. Because uh, Kevin St. Jack, uh, good evening, Kevin, has been Kevin's throwing over best. some mad, mad suggestions, which are kind of exactly in line with what... I've, I want to do in terms of talking about sketch cards and having standalone episodes where we talk about like the beginnings of them, the sketch graph years, and then the, the second phase, if you like, which is written house. And then obviously current, so kind of gold and silver and bronze age. Maybe, yeah. that's, maybe that's unfair to current sketch artists to, to do that. So that's, that's not going to be a thing we, we, we refer to it as, but I mean, I think, you know, just I think you have eras of sketch. Yeah. Cards. Yeah. Is no, I think, I mean, when sketch cards first came out, and Kevin is a mind, Kevin definitely knows this stuff in and out. I mean, we need to have him, if he's ever interested in being on the podcast, just to hear the massive amount of knowledge he has on this. Yeah, um, you know, sketch cards were first um, publicized, mm-hmm. and, and you know, the popularity and, and the marketing angle was that, here you go, here's artists from the industry, yeah. legends of the industry, and you get to have a one-of-one of the sketch they did and you know at first a lot of them did um repeats so you have the same sketch mm-hmm. you know we were just talking about hashtag sketch rainbows and stuff like that, <laughs> that. um that. which we're having fun with yeah. um you know there's different variations and small variations and collectors collect all of yeah. them and then sketch cards started being where they would yeah stop going to, to legend combo creators and yeah. go to combo creators who are new combo creators who are artists you know juice doing a few um other people doing a few and it's you know now in this mm-hmm. thing where we get oh, such a large range of artists where you mm-hmm. kind of have everybody in the mix mm-hmm. uh, which has been a really fantastic thing to have as well 
we've ended up following that cat. We're on a side quest to a side quest. I'm not. Just started I'm not by my, my eBay thing. So, was, <laughs> so apologies. That was my fault. I'm That's sorry. Let's go back. You do realise that the sketch rainbow thing, we're not going to explain that on this episode, but it's kind no. of an in-joke for a public audience, really. So we should probably yeah. explain that another time. So, yes, so winding will. it back, I want all these marvellous um, promo cards this morning on eBay, and I will post pictures of those when I get them, and winding it back further. To pull it back to MCU movies. So we will finish talking about Phase 4 movies because I was hoping we'd have time to talk about the card sets. Don't think we're going to have much time to talk about them today. Um, Gosh, Ian. Simply because... You and your rants. uh, Easy. (laughs) Now, so the Eternals. Yes. So the Eternals, we talked about the next one. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That's going to be cool. So this is kind of Master of Kung Fu and those kind of comic titles? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So and they I, when I they know did nothing the presen- about them. Okay, well when they did the presentation for N, uh, SDCC, they were showing the, you can find this video on YouTube. I'll try to relocate it for Ian so poor guy doesn't have to do all the taste notes by himself. Um and they were showing that in all the movies they kept having 10 rings being referenced. So the logo was on the wall oh. in Iron Man 2. Um, we're actually going to see Iron Man 2's nemesis, which is the guy with all the rings, starts with an M. Mandarin. Mandarin. Oh, so you Mandarin's mean, um, Iron Man 3, that was? Iron Man 3. Yeah, that's the, right. one, the one so, played by Ben Kingsley. Right, which is yeah. the distraction or whatever. So we're yeah. actually going to get that character. Um, wow, okay. We're actually going to see these characters and and we he, they showed us in the mcu 10 ring narrative that they're coming with for this movie so the interesting thing here that ties with this and i promise this is not a tangent is that kevin feige did said that he has phase five planned out i would expect so yeah but he's not told us yet so i'm assuming yes. you know anyway so anyway we'll get back to that but yeah, so the Ten Rings, that's going to be pretty interesting. You know, specs on comic books has gone up. Oh, yeah. Is that character featured quite a lot in the Marvel card series? I've, that's the thing. I genuinely don't... I've seen some sketch cards there's of him a lot here of, and there. Yeah, because listen, while I'm into my Marvel, I, there's, there's, a, there's a big area of Marvel comics that I, I don't really go into or don't really read much because it's just, yeah, I can't read everything. Um, right. And I can barely read the stuff I've got. In fact, I can't. Um, so you should see my reading pile. Um, <laughs> but Master of Kung Fu, I never, I never read, never got into. I don't even know what the character's name is. I mean, Iron Fist, I knew who that was because he had his own title. But that's that's different. That's more on the kind of the ninja, the hand kind of spectrum. From yeah, sort of and, and Iron Fist has a well. huge history in Marvel cards too. Mm. All the way back to 1992. Yeah, so, so he's been around, know, so that's fine. Uh, but no, around. but the other guys, no, I literally haven't haven't a clue. No, and I don't know that much about them. I know the yeah. story arcs are fascinating. I know they're around, you know, that Moon Knight kind of Marvel Knights kind of like area of comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's a Marvel Knight, but you know, he he's some of those more obscure titles yeah. um yeah yeah so I, I think it's going to be really interesting i think it'll be different i think it's i always prefer them having characters that are not as popular because i feel like those pieces have a better yeah survival rate and they absolutely. feel fresher and different absolutely so i'm uh, sorry just i'm going to go off the tangent because this is actually really funny um so in in the current or very recent issue of punisher 
someone posted a panel on Instagram of the Punisher talking to Moon Knight. <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's absolutely hilarious. I'm, I've got to pick up this issue because if the writer's doing this, then I want to see the rest of it. So the Punisher to Moon Knight. Hello, Mark. You still crazy? Moon Knight. <laughs> Little bit. You still murdering people? Frank Castle. Little bit. How's your imaginary god? He's good. How's your dead family? <laughs> <laughs> I lolled. I LOL'd massively when I read that. And it still makes me chuckle. So I kind of want to read the rest of that. Moon Knight's never, ever uh, moved my needle at all. I just, you know, I've given it a go and it just doesn't... Just, is my thing uh but but the punisher i love and just that conversation just completely sums up the, the characters i think it's wonderful that's like, pretty great like 30 words that. of dialogue there and it's absolutely superb so that will go on the tasting notes um that's really cool <laughs> it just made me laugh um so yeah so who knows moon knight maybe there's a way that they'll bring that character into that they will you, they, they already said moon knight's coming um, so sounds that, good. that's already been confirmed that so, moon knight making appearance and then the last two of the 10 properties so five on the tv side five on the movie side that are all going to come in 2020 and 2021 because it's over a two-year period in 2019 mm -hmm. that there is no new marvel product in 2019 at all from the mcu so the earliest you're going to get a black widow movie is next year and i think it's a uh, i think you're looking at may april may at the earliest so so you've got a little bit of a way to go yet so um and we have uh, some some returners. So we have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which oh. I think is a brilliant title. Um, and um, Scarlet Witch is going to be in it. Wanda Maximoff uh, announced as like the the, the co lead character. Yeah. Um, so that's fantastic. I could happily watch more Elizabeth Olsen um, any any day I'm, of the week. So uh, so I'm happy with that. I really like her. I think she's done a really great yeah, job. Yeah, I think she's great. And, you know, um, she really I, has. I, 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 I dig her. Um, so, so that's brilliant. I think, I think that'll be, that'll be out there. That'll be good. I'm, I'm looking forward they, and to And they're that. treating it like a horror movie, which is right yes. up my alley. So yes, I'm exactly. very excited. They're going about to the that. darker side of Strange, which is good. And then yeah. finally, which will be a, a, an absolute shed load of fun, um, Taiko Waikiki, as we mentioned last week's episode, who did Thor Ragnarok, Thor Love and Thunder. So they've wisely chosen to step away from Doctor Strange 2 and Thor 4, which is good. Um, mm -hmm. So, so and, and that, that'll be fun. Um, you know, we know Jane Foster is going to be in it, Natalie Portman's character. Yeah. Um, we, uh, I suspect that Valkyrie will be in there. Um, I think, in fact, I think it's confirmed that she will be in there. Where that fits in terms of the as Guardians of the Galaxy kind of Guardians of the Galaxy free, which hasn't been announced as anything part of Phase Four. Yeah. So maybe that could be a stepping stone to that. I don't know because um, obviously Hemsworth is coming back. Um, yeah. So he's the only one of the the freak, and he's the only one actually who could return in terms of how they were left at the end of Endgame. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, so yeah, I think that's brilliant that he's going to be back. Um, he's clearly found a new angle to that character that they're having a lot of fun with. Um, I'm, I'm glad they're doing Natalie Portman, yeah. dude. I, I was like, when all that stuff went down where the director for Dark World was just gross or, you know. Oh, really? I, hadn't, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, there were some problems with uh, that director and how he was. 
really natalie portman or or something of some action he did that she didn't agree with rightfully so okay what i remember briefly yeah um you know they you, you have an actress like natalie portman and you stick her as the love interest that's not the way to do it you know what I mean? Like you should not, you know, pass the Bechtel test, do something different. You know what I mean? You can't, <laughs> it's ridiculous that, you know, some of these characters who are women characters are being treated as the way they are as, yeah. as characters. And, yeah. you know, Valkyrie was such a step forward, yes. you know, because she is such a powerful character and a full, full character. Yeah. She's badass. That's not bound to yeah. being part of the human sacrifice to save the world or the uh, yeah. damsel yeah. in distress arc. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, yeah. Was, you know, garbage. Yeah. So I'm just glad to see Natalie Portman carry the Thor title. And, you know, cause that, that Jane Foster is fascinating issue uh, in graphic novels that the, the run did for mm-hmm. Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she'll bring some depth to it. And I, I loved what Chris Henworth did, but I think, I think what you have to understand is that these things have to be carried forward. Mm you know and i think cinema does i think they did a really good job with iron man and captain america they had their full arcs realized and that made those characters very unique and they did a nice logical end to them and yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if phase five does the same thing for characters like thor and hulk or um, potentially although potentially i think, another character. I think the I interesting know. thing with thor and hulk is that the ending of phase, uh, the ending of the Infinity Saga, I guess, so phase one, two, three, put both of those characters in a place where they had new fertile ground to go and explore. I did, did that, have, yeah. Yeah, you now have Ruffalo playing, he's no longer playing Banner and Hulk, they're, they're now one being. Mm-hmm. So the fun you can have with that is brilliant. Um, I wouldn't doubt, and I'm, I'm calling it now, let's put it on the record. I wouldn't doubt in phase five, we see Hulk and Wolverine as a title. Really? I'm not doubting it. I'm 100%. I think that's a great pairing. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good story arc. And I think both characters dealing with rage in a particularly different way, one coming from it, one being Mm -hmm. new to it. I don't know. I see a lot of potentials there. It's a title that's always interests readers, Hulk and Wolverine, Hulk and Wolverine. Those are two names you always see kind of off the backs of each other, if not, you know, usually around Mm -hmm. so i would not be surprised if that's how they're going to continue hulk's arc and kind of start on their way to completing that i i don't know that's that's an opinion of mine i'm assuming that's what's happening Mm -hmm. um i think it'd be pretty fascinating to see a title do something like that yeah no good oh well listen i'm bringing it on i'm looking forward to it um now at this point we were going to move on to talk about um the card sets but i i i I unfortunately have a hard stop in 15 minutes um in terms of recording today so uh so i think that is kind of the mcu kind of framework for which that we use to dive into talking about the sets which we will talk about it'll Um, be a part one and part two on yeah i think it will be much like cards 101 will be so so that's kind of our that's kind of our content roadmap for phase two of the marvel car collectors <laughs> podcast uh because we're in double figures now yeah we are which is really cool we're in double figures uh, i know I mean, it's absolutely great um i'm happy as larry with it so you know thank you everyone for for listening thanks for the feedback thanks for the comments um 
and uh yeah you know it's good it's nice nice that you're enjoying it nice that we're bringing joy joy lives joy (laughs) to the world um what else can i talk about on this episode that's card related without digging into the mcu cards um what i will say is that the thing that just popped up on ebay that I was going to bid for, but eventually didn't because it just went sky high. But it was a bundle of Avengers comics, but oh, not really? like not like rare ones. It was like in the three hundreds, so I don't think there was any key issues in it. Um, hmm. And it went. It was starting off at a reasonable price and ended up three times what I'd have paid for it. So, um, oh, it, it's that whole thing about ending auctions on a Sunday. People go a bit crazy. Yeah. So they avoid it or they prefer it because I no, can't I do. tell. I always do. I always do. Uh, people are just people are just around more um, on a Sunday. Yeah, you know they're they're chilling. They've got time to look at eBay. They they've got time to be there and watch it and and snipe bid it um, uh, should they choose to do so. So um, it's just I I do it. So I'm not I'm not. <laughs> I know I love sniping. I'm yeah. the worst person ever. I hate it, but I'm yeah. the first one on the table. I kind of it. have to because of time zones. Um, so oh. I have a I have a um. Because you know, because a lot of stuff ends while I'm asleep. That's right. So that's right, I use right. I use a bid program, <laughs> and you set it to bid five seconds before the end. And what are you going to do? You're not going to set it to bid five minutes before the end. No. Um, yeah. So you know, it's it, otherwise I'll I'll lose the item. And obviously, if it's more than I'm willing to pay, then uh, the 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 automated bid will fail. Um, but I have to do it. I get that. Um, it's uh, and even if you know, even if I was in America and I was in those time zones. I'd probably still do it. So, uh, you know, uh, haters going to hate, but it's, it's just the way I roll, especially on, yeah, especially on one-on-one items, you know, um, the cranberries did an album, um, that was called everyone else is doing it. So why can't we <laughs> can't believe I've ended the, <laughs> the podcast on cranberries, cranberries reference and cranberries are pretty awesome. Yeah. So that's a one. Were that, were they I pretty mean, awesome? I mean, some songs are pretty awesome. Yeah, they were. They, they were very much of their time. I think is well, probably the first okay, way to that's say. Fair. Yeah, yeah. That's the lead singer lady yeah. passed away last year. Yeah, I know. I heard. Yeah, she's a uh, she. Yeah, that's not zombies. Great, man. That's cranberries, <laughs> right? That's probably not the best segue. Having said that, she's dead. So then, go I know, on that was a little messed up. Are they great? Yeah. Are they really? Oh, by the way, I don't know. Her vocals were, were were astonishing on that. She um, was she, man. Yeah. Zombies, the shit. That's a great song. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, it's a great song. It was. It is a good song. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those songs that takes you back to a time and a place. Why are we talking about the cranberries? I don't know. I started this. This it's, was not my fault. I want no blame. Are we talking about the podcast as a whole? <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, thank you for listening, people. Uh, I promise you, you we'll talk more about cards on the next episode. <laughs> we will do that. We will do that. It will be a priority. Enjoy collecting, everyone. Enjoy collecting, guys. Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast. You can subscribe via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. Leave us a message via that link with questions, comments, or just to say hi, and we may even play on the show. We'll also be on iTunes and most other main podcast platforms soon. On Facebook, you can find Marvel Car Collectors Worldwide by searching MCCW, and Marvel Masterpieces Collectors by searching MMC. On Instagram, find us at MMCollectors and at SketchCardHive. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. 
thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Band Collective. We'll see you next time, and remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine Marvel, and enjoy collecting.